We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Welcome into 21 Questions presented by McAdoodles. Hey, look, McAdoodles opening up uh, a location in Lee Summit in the Kansas City area, the Kansas City Metro here. This fall, you absolutely want to go check that place out. The customer service is incredible. The selection uh, is equal to that. It's just a, it's an absolutely wonderful experience out there. So uh, we're looking forward to getting out there whenever it opens here in KC. It's very, very soon. I know my, my man, Joel Penfield, who's with me today, is probably pretty excited about McDoodles opening up as well here in Kansas City. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Happy Victory Friday. Uh, no, I'm excited to go to Mac and Noodles. I'm going to make a trip out there and I'm probably going to get lost in whatever beer cave they have there and just see what they got. I'm excited. Yeah, you're going to you're going to get hooked up with someone that's going to take care of you because that's just how they roll. They're just oh, their yeah. customer service is through the roof. They just they take care of people. It's really, really great. So, yeah, that Lee Summit here very, very soon. Uh, Craig Stout's probably already camping out. That's why he's not on this show this week. Probably that makes sense. Yeah, this is 21 questions. This is the subscriber only show uh, or subscriber question asking only show. I guess I, I, I botch that every time. But um, if you subscribe to KCSN and our premium content, which is $30 a year, it helps uh, helps us with the Boys and Girls Club campaign that we're running the My First Game campaign, which the first Chiefs home game happened this week. Um, you know, and you get all of our premium content on KC Sports Network. You get access to the Discord, and the Discord is where we ask all these questions. So, uh, we have all kinds of great stuff from from all the listeners. But the 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 link to subscribe to the KCSN Substack is actually in the description of the show. Um, but let's just get into some of these questions here, Joel. We got some good ones, and obviously, I think there's going to be some that are kind of you know kind of last night related. Um, right. you know, uh, so Zach. Easy content. Fomagorkin asks, uh, felt like Mahomes was constantly under pressure. How did the competency competency of tackles of the tackles affect that? What do you think? I mean, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, like, very simply, like I, Andrew Wiley held his own for the most part, but you could see that they really they had to send Pacheco out there a few times. They were chipping with MVS a lot of times to help out Orlando Brown. I don't blame the Chiefs for one needing to do everything they can to keep Mahomes upright. That's a tall task for any, even the best tackles in the NFL. 
but generally, I felt like the Chiefs held their own in this one, and they did enough to, to get the win, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, it wasn't the best performance from the tackles by any stretch. I think Andrew Riley had it really, really rough. I think he, he kind of got, uh, you know, he played well late last year. It's not been as as great this season. Mm-hmm. It, Orlando Brown, you know, I think the process is a little bit more consistent with him. But, I mean, yeah, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are a terrible matchup for those guys. Like, just they're a terrible matchup for everybody because they're exceptional pass rushers. Right. And they absolutely proved that this week. Um, all right, Mike Denny, our guy, asks to pick a combine discipline. All right, an NFL combine discipline. And out of the roughly 1,700 players uh, in the NFL on active rosters, how many could beat you at your selected combine test? So that would be so like a 40 vertical, like any of that stuff. Yeah, I have a um, Maddie answer. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I, I got, I, I would go. try broad jump, I guess, but I don't think, I think like 350 pound offensive lineman would still jump further than me. Like, I'm not fast. I'm a short white kid. I'm not going to jump. Like, I'm not agile enough to do a three cone. Okay. I maybe could get close to an 808 three cone, but. I don't, I'm not confident enough in that. I'll just go broad jump. Uh, I, the Maddie answer is the wonder lick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. And even then, I'm not, I'm, I have bad enough ADHD that I don't know if I could do that enough time. Oh, you're probably fine. Um, all right. Lee87 asked an interesting one. We don't get this one very often. I'm, we're going to answer it, especially since it does kind of hit close to home for me. Uh, Lee87 asks, who are some of your favorites for the next Nebraska football coach and how can they turn the program around? I'm good. You're going to hate my answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to him in a second. Uh, I'm going to get to him in a second, but Matt Campbell, I think is number one for me. And then I'm sorry, but I think Lance Leipold is going to be on their list. Stay I, away. I, I understand. And if Kansas was smart, um, I don't know if they're still paying the eight other coaches that they fired in the last decade, but you give Lance Leipold the Mark Stoops contract right now and you lock him down for as long as he wants to be here. So uh, he, here's the, well, let me just, here's the deal. I don't think, I don't think that the Mark Stoop contract does it for Lance Leipold. If Nebraska comes calling. If that, Nebraska oh, comes calling, I, if Nebraska offers them the job, I think he's going to take it. Yeah. And I know he's not a program jumper, and he's not a guy that um, I, I don't. I don't think there's a long list of 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 um, jobs that he would take. But mm. Nebraska is undoubtedly on that list. I mean, yeah. his wife's from Omaha. Like that's happening. If yeah. if that happens, I'm terrified of it because yeah, KU's gotten better very quickly. Yeah, another guy on that was Jamie Chadwell from Coastal. Or Jeff Trailer from UTA, other guys that I would call if you want like, to go G five level. I like both of those. I'm just hoping Matt Campbell has a, a wonderful year at Iowa State, and and you know he's the flashier hire. I just you know, I I I, I talk to some people, and there's enough. I take enough solace in their belief that like Nebraska won't do the right thing for themselves and take a guy no. like Lance Leipold. And I just I hope that's the case. I hope Lance they're gonna Leipold go forever. Because their fan base is delusional, they're going to go for the sexy hire, and it's going to fall on its face again, rather than trying to make the smart hire to actually try and build the program back. Right. Um, Mike Denny also asks, uh, talking into uh, taking into account Tyron's uh, the Tyron article that came out in Sports Illustrated um, seemed like it was clearly targeting Tyreek. He says, "Do you think the team chemistry in locker room is better even with so many new players?" 
kind of seems that way. Like I feel like we saw some of that very early on in the year uh, or in the off season when Mahomes was able to get all those new wide receivers and all the rookies down to Texas uh, to start implementing and installing the offense so they could hit the ground running uh, in training camp. By all accounts, it seems like the the locker room vibe feels a little bit better than it did last year. And so I, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. But it seems like we kind of saw a little bit of that early on. And obviously, when you have 15 in your locker room, generally, you feel pretty good about things. You saw, you know, if you saw the the clip from the game last night, and you saw Andy Reid in the locker room after the game, talking about how no one hung their head, no one started pointing fingers in the, in the locker yeah. room and how much he liked that. That might have spoke to something. You never know. Maybe there was a little bit of that last year, a little bit of tension there that might have boiled over. Um, and maybe that was kind of his call to that. But, you know, I, that that's very much in the realm of possibility. Um, Cigarette Nefresca asks, uh, when Trent McDuffie is healthy, how can they justify trotting out? Uh, I'm not going to use all of those. Ah, fine. Uh, when, how can they justify trotting out? Back to the quarterback and hands all over you, Rashad Fenton in uh, out and play in a place uh, in place of uh, Watson, Jalen Watson. So here's the thing: we talked about this on the on the post game show last night, right? I Rashad Fenton, and this is just this is just by nature. This is I think this is in Spag's nature a little bit. Okay, like he will give you know veterans uh, an upper hand, an opportunity. He takes he slow plays trusting corners as much as he possibly. Uh, rookies as much as he possibly can that's just always been something he's kind of been you know that's just kind of in his nature i'm not saying he doesn't play young guys because he does but i think there is a big hill to climb because he wants to be elaborate he wants to be multiple he wants to be versatile he wants to throw the kitchen sink at people but he can't do that if he doesn't trust all 11 guys on the field you trust rashad fenton yeah, Rashad Fenton couldn't make didn't make the play on the ball against Mike Williams. It was a really, really bad matchup for him. It's been a little bit of a rocky start for Rashad Fenton to this point. But he knows what he's doing. Spags trusts him. He wasn't in bad position necessarily. I mean, part of that is because he held him. But uh I just, you know, I think you're always going to have preferential treatment to veterans. Uh and it, I I don't I, I I we'll see we'll see if Jalen Watson can do enough to kind of you know change that quicker quicker than you know than you hope but I think Rashad Fenton's going to see a lot of snaps for this team the same way you know some other guys like you know Ben Neiman has you know Dan Sorensen Dan Sorensen is probably a better example because I think Ben Neiman played okay last year I would like to see the combination of McDuffie and Watson on the head. And then you still have luxurious Sneed in there. So you still have a veteran presence to some degree in that, you know, in the secondary there with the corners. And if you really need to, then you can kick luxurious Sneed outside and, and mix and match that way. And it's not that I don't want to see Rashad Fenton on the field. I think he certainly has a role, but at this point, I mean, it, it returns weren't fantastic last week either against Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we have two bad weeks of tape when McDuffie comes back, hopefully, you know, when he gets to hundred percent, I'd like to see Watson and McDuffie out there and just see what happens. If you need to sub in Fenton for a little bit, then sure. But I'd roll with the young guys right now. I just think they're better players. Trent McDuffie was so good. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's one of those, like, I mean, when you're a corner and you don't hear your name on the broadcast, that's usually a good sign. Yeah, and it, but it was more than that to me. It oh, wasn't yeah. just that they were like what I saw. Like zone man, he was he was really sticking with AJ Green, and I know AJ Green's you know a little bit older, but um, man, I was really impressed with what with what Trent McDuff he did there against in man, but in zone zone discipline was really really good too. 
Uh, our guy, Zach Sabinarax, asks, how screwed is the rest of the NFL if the Chiefs are pulling out these wins against teams like the Chargers with the whole roster of new young faces? If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the smile on my face. Uh, <laughs> this, I think I think Kent and I talked about this at some point in the, uh, the NFL offseason when he's, he's come on my show one royal way. And I think I said, like, if you don't get the Chiefs this year, good luck. The, you better do it now. And it doesn't seem like the NFL is going to be able to do it now. The Chiefs are still... Like they're at a point where they can play a C plus game and win, showing you how still, how razor thin the margin for error you have against the Kansas City Chiefs are. I gave a I gave a threat to the NFL a few weeks ago. I wrote an article about it. I was like, you, I mean, like you see the AFC and how the AFC is running right now. They're spending billions and billions of dollars, not quite, but close. On Feels like it. Hundreds of millions of dollars on aging pass rushers they're trying to load up they're trying to win now they're, they're trying to do all this before their quarterback gets expensive they're you know they're trying to do everything they can to load up right this instance before they kind of have to pick it pivot to the second act of their quarterback's career um and and that it's a threat because um it better work now it has to work now because what you've seen now is the last two drafts brett veach has put together absolute bangers I know it's still very early, and we are two games into the season. George Karloftis is worth his pick. Trent McDuffie, very obviously, in a short amount of time, looks to be worth his pick. Um, even like uh, Sky Moore, I total confidence. I mean, I think what he's put on tape so far is just fine. I wish it was a little bit. I wish we got to see more. Um, Brian Cook, we'll see. Uh, Leo Chanel in his limited role, good. Oh yeah, by the way, this team landed uh, and nailed two seventh round picks absolutely nailed him making the roster is nailing a seventh round pick you celebrate that kind of thing when that happens jalen watson a seventh round pick plays well pick six that's he's already worth the pick and then isaiah pacheco i think's got a very bright future he's got some work to do i will say this i think and i i know this is a sidebar i think that clyde's a better running back than isaiah pacheco right now i know yes he is it's it's not close i mean like the effort and intensity and all that stuff from Isaiah Pacheco is great. He can't, he doesn't see the field as cleanly as he needs to yet. He's not patient enough yet. He's got to really work on that. Once he does, he's going to be a really good back, but he's not there yet. Um, but yeah, it better, it better work now because if it doesn't this year, you're screwed because the chiefs have 13 draft picks next year. Um, and they have more free and they have more cap space and more cap flexibility and you nail two draft, you, you nail two drafts back to back the way the Chiefs have. That's given you a nice young, cost controlled core moving forward. You're in trouble. I, I, it's great. I, I, I love it. And uh, especially with how cheap the Mahomes contract is going to start looking. I mean, already, it already, already looks. Already is worth it. But think about the next two quarterbacks that are about to get paid here very, very soon. One in division, and one knocked you out of the AFC Championship last year. Those guys yeah. are about to get paid handsomely. And it's going to make that contract look like even more of a bargain. Lamar. Lamar, I mean, too. All these guys are going to start getting really expensive. I think that's why a lot of teams started trying to pull the trigger this year uh, because they know their quarterback's about to get expensive. Yep. Um, Fish asks, what's uh, or what did you think the ceiling uh, career wise for George Jar- Kaloftis was when the Chiefs drafted him versus what do you think it is now? What do you think, Joel? I mean, I. Th- I can't remember who it might have been Maddie on the the draft show when he said George Karloftis could be like Trey Hendrickson type, like that type of player, at least early on. And I like that. Ceiling wise, I'll be honest, I'm not as versed in in football to know to be able to do that kind of thing. But early returns show me he the burst, the motor, the relentlessness with which he plays, that's gonna work at any level. 
and the way that he played has played the first couple of games showed me he can be a cornerstone type defensive player for this team uh, for the next four plus years. And I would imagine he feels like a career chief type guy. Uh, but it, it certainly is exciting that the Royal or the Royal that the Chiefs it very, it very clearly hit on a pick early. I, I do. It's, it's so nice to see. I call the I call the Jayhawks the Chiefs all the time, or catch myself from saying it when I do our when our Jayhawks show. It's all fine. It's all good, buddy. Um, George Karloftis has the kind of mental, physical makeup I think that you know will help him have a very strong NFL career. I don't think he's ever going to be an elite pass rusher. Uh, I think he's going to have a very, very solid, solid career. Six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half sacks a year. You know, anywhere between, you know, call it six and nine sacks a year. Um, I think that's kind of, I think that's probably about the win, you know, like the, the yearly window for him in his, in his peak. And that's a, I mean, that's a second contract player for this team. Absolutely. You're, you're thrilled if you get that in the end of the first round, I think he's going to have a very, very nice career and hopefully he can exceed that. Um, I, I, I don't know if my ceilings changed all that much for him, but it's a little bit higher, I would say, because I think he's come on so quickly that you've got to take notice. You've got to pay attention to what he's been able to do in such a short amount of time where you, you kind of say, okay, maybe maybe there is a little bit more here. Um, but I, I think how he wins is probably the same as it was going to be as we projected it to at the same time. Just DRK, if the defense is already looking much better this early in the season compared to past years, what can we expect in January? Um, well, I... I think I think the ceiling for this entire defense is pretty strong. I really do. I I look at, you know, you're, you're going to get some young guys like getting a lot of experience down. They get thrown into the fire. Thursday night football. They had the short turnaround mentally and physically. That's a big jump for these guys. And now they're going to have the mini buy. They're going to have a little bit of time here to kind of recover, you know, work on some things, work their tech out and all that stuff. And then they're going to hit the ground running for the rest of the year. I think their, their buy is kind of mid-season, which is perfect. You know, it's kind of like a mid-pointed bye week. Um, and so, you know, I, I think out coming out of the bye, I think that's always a, a refresher for some of these young guys. It gives them a chance to kind of catch their breath a little bit and then hit the ground running for the rest of the year. Um, I think this defense is, is better than last year's defense. I think it's going to be better than last year's defense. The pass rush is better. The athleticism in the back seven is better. Um, look at Willie Gay flying around oh my the field with confidence. Like it's insane. So there's there's plenty of building blocks and reasons to be excited. Nick Bolton's outstanding. He's been outstanding against the run. He's been making a lot of plays. Um, you see Willie Gay kind of closing and committing and making trying to make some big splash plays behind the line of scrimmage. I think the secondary's performed very admirably to this point. Obviously, there's some there's some issues there. Um, there always is a little bit early, but um, man, I, I think this thing's coming together really strong. And hey, by the way, that Chris Jones guy's still pretty good too. One might say he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah good guess. He's fine. He's fine. Um, Leighton Y44. Would the score of this game, what would the score of the game, this game be with last year's team? Ooh, what do you think, Joel? Ooh, I think both teams were into the 30s. Like, I think I I was on, a, on one of my friends' podcasts. Uh, he is a Chargers fan, and he, I think I said 37 33. That was what I was thinking before last night. I think that feels like it, what it probably would have been. Uh, the defense would not have been able to get the stops. I don't. I don't think near as often. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to make some of those splash plays behind the line of scrimmage that they did. And the offense, obviously, with Tyreek is different. And it would have been maybe maybe hit like that deep over that he hit McColl on for thirty probably goes to the house. Something like that. You you know you get one explosive here and there, and you know it's probably into the thirties, and we're sweating it out a little bit more that way. So it kind of depends on when they played him, because like if it's you know the team that played the Chargers at home 
early in the season last year, they'd get the break speed off of them. Oh, absolutely. Just Jeez. annihilated. Like, embarrassed. Like, it'll look, it'll look like the Bills game. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, and that def- the, the Chargers defense is legit. This Chargers defense is so- noticeably better than the one we saw. And the Chiefs still had some of the same problems that they did last year um against this uh, yeah i think last year's defense gets eviscerated um especially if it's the early version if the earlier version of that team that played the chargers like week two oof, it's ugly it's the the post game show would not have been fun uh fish asks am i crazy or is this uh trio of running backs really good they seem like it they all they fit into what andy wants to do and Clyde, the fact that they've been able to get him more involved in the receiving in the screen game, you can see the reason why they they liked him so much and took him at pick 32. Mm-hmm. And he's been able to break a few more runs. We saw the, a little bit more burst than we've I've seen from him in the past. Like just a willingness to hit the hole and go um, and not dance around so much at the line of scrimmage is really nice. Obviously, Pacheco has served a really nice role in pass pro, had a, a solid rep against Derwin James, who was blitzing. Uh, that allowed Mahomes to hit that that ball to McColl uh, that really kind of got the offense going on that first touchdown drive. And McKinnon is a great third down back that does a little bit of both of what those guys do. He's solid enough in pass pro, and you can throw the ball to him out of the backfield and make things work. It it fits what this team needs. There's not a ton of diversity between the three, but they all serve a purpose, and you can put them all on the field, and they're able to serve their role and go get yards. Joel, you live in Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. Well, did you know the wait is over? And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for the football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlay, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State that we both live in. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Um, on the running backs, um, kind of, I, I I really like the outlook of this group. Um, I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a really, really strong, solid career. You're going to love what they got, what you got out of him when it's all said and done. I think you saw like the pass protection is something that he's going to be able to hang his hat on, what he did against Derwin James who's a monster and might have oh, yeah. been the best player on the, he was he was the best player on the field last night. Oh my uh, he was the best player on the field. But I mean, hey, look, the running backs had his number because Isaiah Pacheco did great pass pro on one of those plays and then Clyde came back and bopped him on the angle route. Uh at, you know, coming out of the angle route. It was really fun. So, yeah, I like I like the complexion of this running back room and I think there's some, you know, some long-term, you know, reason to be excited too for it. Robbie C asked, was the pass blocking actually bad or did it just feel that way? And we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I don't think it was good. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit more specifically about the tackles. I think I think everybody had their number, you know, got got at one point. I mean, that's that second drive 
where uh, I think the protection got really screwed up uh, with with Drew Quang, Tranquil walking into the to the B gap, and you know as a five man protection, and and the Chargers you know got him, and Joe Tooney got beat inside by by Joey Bosa at one point, which I mean like, everybody's going to get bought by Joey Bosa here and there. So, um, but yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I think I don't think the pass blocking was good, but there's definitely, you know, they're blitzing and stuff too a little bit. I mean, when you see Creed Humphrey get his ass knocked back about eight yards, you know you're in for a weird night. And when I saw that happen, which does not happen ever, I knew that it was going to be the the Chiefs were going to have to really grind to get this one because, I mean, the Chargers defensive line is no joke. Joel, are you a coffee drinker? All, every single morning, probably too much for my own good. Well, there is no such thing as too much for your own good. And there is a company out there called Trade that uh, connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best, best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. And trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. I subscribe. I've gotten coffee from both coasts now. Uh, I got some from Portland. I got some... I believe from New York. Uh, and right now um, you can, uh, if, if trade is uh, offering new subscribers, a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. I took the quiz and like, I, I, you know, it'll ask you like, even as like, how do you make your coffee? Is it like your pods? Do you French press? Do you grind? Is it fresh ground? Is it already ground? They ask you all those questions and then pair you with great coffee. Uh, so go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, take the quiz, and you'll also get $30 off your first order. It's wonderful. Um, okay. Um, Missouri Gunner asks, did we all miss something on Sky more, or is it just the case that wider single is the single single hardest position to see quickly in Andy's offense? Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. Um, I don't think I think the wide receiver room is deeper one to five than it's ever been. The depth mm -hmm. in the wide receiver room is different than it's ever been. Because I think what's gonna start happening here pretty quick people are going to start comparing sky more to mccall hardman when i say that i mean they're going to look and say hey these are two second round picks they were picked in the 50s look at what mccall did his for his rookie year and why can't sky more be doing that right now and all this stuff right and i to a degree like sure like you're hoping to get more production out of adam out of sky more a little bit earlier than you have to this point I think it's harder for him to crack the field than it was for like a McColl because there was like McColl was like, who do you have to surpass Demarcus Robinson? Yeah. Like, I mean the, the, the bar to clear for like McColl wasn't particularly high. I think, I mean, what we've seen out of sky more in the return game, what we've seen out of sky more on that one catch last week against the Cardinals was very, very impressive. I think his time's coming. I don't, I'm not worried about sky's projection at all i just think it's a little bit different scenario this year where he doesn't have to he doesn't it's not necessitating that he see the field early where i think the wide receiver room is and it, the wide receiver room is just deeper than it's ever been do you think there is anything to the 
the fact that maybe it does take them a little bit longer just to get involved in the offense because of how complex the offense is for receivers. That's something we've heard sure. quite a bit about the Andy Reid offense. Maybe just the learning curve is a little, a little more for him than maybe we thought at this point. Um, yeah, there's probably not a bad way, but no, just... no, it's, I mean, typically Andy Reed receivers, like, unless they have a very specific niche and role for you, it's kind of, tr it's tricky to, to kind of get there too. And like, I mean, McColl, for instance, like, Hey, we're going to have you run the deep overs. Then we're going to throw some gadget stuff to you. I would have liked to say, like, I think, I think Maddie said it like sky should have run that little third and two outside boundary zone. God, I hated that play so much. To McColl. Yeah. I wasn't a big play. I wasn't a big fan of it either, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm not worried at, at all about mm -hmm. Sky, not especially it, he's just it's just a different situation this year. Not worried in the slightest. I think he's still a really good football player, and I think he's shown that to this point as well. It's just, hey, the other guys have earned the trust. Other guys have you know been available the entirety of the off season. Not worried. Um, Isaac Hugh, what was the biggest change into the second half for the defense against Mike Williams? I'll let you kind of take the reins on sure. this just because I'm not as adept to it. But yeah. It, yeah. Um, I mean, the Chiefs continue to play top down. And I, again, we don't have the all 22 quite yet. Um, I mean, the Chiefs played very tight, you know, top down with everything for the most part here. It's like, I think they did a better job of kind of staying on top. Uh, Justin Herbert started peppering the flats. So they were definitely selling out vertically and, and really making sure and ensuring by all indications and everything I can see that they were really just trying to keep a lid on that thing, force Justin Herbert to drive down the field a little bit more. Um, the shot plays really didn't happen as much because of that. Um, the pressure was starting to get on him. So he was peppering the flats a little bit quicker too. So from what I've seen to this point, I just think the Chiefs did a better job containing the vertical stuff. They were inviting Justin Herbert to throw the ball into the flats and with the pressure getting there a little bit more, I think that just kind of threw the game plan off a little bit more there. Uh, he wasn't as comfortable challenging the ball. Mike Williams, I mean, Mike Williams, he's a chief killer, man. He is. I hate um, it. On the one on the touchdown he had on that first drive in the second half, I saw it was Legarius Sneed on him, and I thought it was, I mean, it was good coverage, just a ridiculous throw and catch. Mm -hmm. Was that because Williams lined up in the slot, or was that because Legarius followed him outside? No, I think I don't think he was in the slot. I think he was okay. outside. I can't remember if he was in base or not. If they were in base defense, then Legarius Sneed stays on the field. So if they're playing in base, they're only playing two cornerbacks. Legarius bounces outside. Okay. Um, so that could be why, uh, I don't remember the personnel though, uh, on yeah. that one, but I just that... couldn't remember because I mean, it, my only indication there was maybe they were making a more concerted effort to put Jalen or, uh, or Legarius on him and get Rashad Fenton the heck away from him so that he doesn't get mossed twice in one game. Yeah, it could have been, <laughs> I mean, like I, I feel bad. Like part of me feels bad for Rashad Finn because he got the triple whammy. He got the hold, the PI, and got mossed all on one play. It was he. He had a rough game, man. Yep. He's not going to want to watch that tape. Uh, X Vaco asks: Was Juju and MVS shut down by good defense, or were they just bad yesterday? Anything to worry about when wide receiver one and two combined for five receptions for twenty three yards? Uh, I mean, I think it was maybe a little column A, a little column B, but it seemed like they really did have a good plan to kind of shut those guys down. I mean, they they are very particular. Like Juju is a more, you know, physical middle of the field type receiver. Felt like they had a good him under wraps. MVS, they tried to get him a couple shot plays. Obviously, it didn't work. Uh, so maybe there's it was a little bit just game planning and good defense on the Chargers. And I'm not overly concerned about either of those guys long term. Just seems like the Chargers had a good game plan. I know Andy will have them ready to go uh, when they play again later in the year. Did I see something like 97% of the money was on um, 
was on Travis Kelsey over receiving yards of like 76. Yeah, and I think he had 51. He had 51. Um, I think they did a really good job on Kelsey. They did a really good job on Juju. I don't know if I don't know if Marquez was great. I don't know if that was his best performance. No. Um, but I think it's a little bit of both uh, from what I've seen to this point. Anti-law lawyer asks if we're a defense and running team now. <laughs> no, they're, no. I mean, I know it's kind of cheeky and tongue-in-cheek, but get hyped. I think there's reasons to be excited about the defense. The running game wasn't that good. Um, no, outside it, of the one run, it was, I think it, I saw they had like 51 yards rushing before the, he popped the 52-yard run at the end. We did, we did, uh, I did some math on the post game show, and he, I think they're outside of that run, it was 2.3 yards per carry. Yeah, it wasn't pretty against a team that really is not great against the run. Yeah, it was, it was a rough go. Um, it was a rough go. Um, so let's see here. Um, JL, do you think we'll eventually get to a point this season where Sneed, Watson, and McDuffie are your starting corners? This is after watching fenton hold every play um what do you think what do you think that's gonna happen okay do i think it should or do i think it will do you think it will yes when uh let me look at the schedule because i feel like let me see here i okay when's the bye week is it week eight or nine i think it's like am, week am i close okay i think after they the play bye. eight games and then they're off okay after the bye I think that's right. They Let give they give them they the buy. They get week and, eight off. Sorry, my bad. And then okay, okay, okay. So week nine. So November comes around, and uh, Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie are starting. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's not okay. So here's here's it's not really that's not really a bad move. So here's this and the, the way the schedule plays out. This actually kind of works out decently for the Chiefs. So all right, so you got the Colts this upcoming week. Then you got the Bucks. That's a tough one. Raiders, they're going to bop them. Bills at San Francisco before the bye week. Okay. Okay. Then, okay. So let's say that, let's say they kind of stick to their, you know, hey, the, the, the bye weeks where you start making adjustments, the young guys get a chance to catch their breath, all that good stuff. You're back at home, Sunday night football against the Titans week nine, Jacksonville week 10. You've got two weeks before you have, Chargers, Rams, and Bengals. That's the perfect time because who the hell is Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball to in week nine? Yeah, you. I think it's, you know, if you're going to do it, give them two games to kind of get their feet wet a little Not, I don't hate the idea. Don't hate the idea at all. Um, you know, you just, you know, you just hope that they could kind of kind of make it um, to that point. Right. Uh, Joel, you may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, it's not beer. It's oh, actually no. mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Which And why is it called uh, liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Death 
to thirst. A little aggressive with that read, but I respect it. Very, very aggressive. I love it. Um, okay, no chicken tonight. What does $280 million, $280 million in new contracts get to you? Or get you? Hashtag keep charging. I love this so much. Oh, because man. like the Chargers are one of those teams that spent a lot of money this offseason. I mean, a lot of money got spent. A lot of money got spent in the AFC. JC Jackson got destroyed on a bang eight by uh Justin, Justin Watts. Oh, I love that love so it. much. So much. You do all this work. And look, that defense is legit. Don't it get is. me wrong. But it was just kind of funny to see, like, hey, it was just it was kind of funny to see, you know, Justin Watson in there because McCole gets hurt. Catch yeah, I love that of all people, it was Justin Watson. It was your wide receiver five that that gets the uh they get over Mr. Interception over there that coming over from New England. Felt good. I loved it. Seabone asks kind of the McDuffie que- Fenton question. We're getting a lot of questions about Jalen Watson over Rashad Fenton. I a lot of questions, and I get it. And I I think Jalen Watson outplayed Rashad Fenton personally. Mm-hmm. It's just we'll see what happens. Uh, before we get out of here, Keith McLean, our guy, asks: Is Reed Andy Reed hiding Sky until the Bucks or the Bills game? I don't think so. I don't mm-hmm. think he's holding anything back like that. I don't think you want Sky Moore's first opportunities or big share of opportunities to be one of those big games. I think what you want is you you know you want him entering those games with a little bit of confidence. I think Sky Moore's time's coming. I really do. I'm not worried about Sky. I think he, I mean. You saw, I mean, we, the small sample size we've seen is very positive. Mm-hmm. I just think there's some other guys with some other defined roles. Um, you know, it might be that it might be that he's just the backup Z for now. Like I think we talked about that a little bit in the post game or in the um, you know, in in the in the preseason. It's like, you know, maybe maybe he's just there's just not a there's not a spot for him. There's not a chance for him the way that they're kind of training him at this point. Who knows? But uh, give him some time. They're gonna find some roles for him. I, you know, we haven't seen Sky Moore carrying the ball in the backfield because we haven't had to yet. I mean, yeah. the running back games look, the running backs have looked good. The running games look good. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding firm. I'd buy all kinds of Sky Moore stock right now if I could. Absolutely. I, I think they'll still find opportunities for him, like a manufactured touch here and there for these first few weeks, get him on a route and just kind of get him involved just so that he's there. And then similar to my, the McDuffie Watson Legarius talk that I had during the bye week about the bye week about getting those guys to start. That's when you unleash Sky Moore's after the bye. Good. Yeah. There's very I mean, and it's a long season. It is a long season. We got a long ways to go. Um, and we'll be here all season here on KC Sports Network. 17 Chiefs shows running every single week uh here on KC Sports Network. So hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Appreciate everybody asking all these great questions. We really appreciate you. We'll catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.